Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Pleasure, excess, hex, debt, rest, and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Goodness gracious me, I have missed that music. You are listening to the Bachelor of Hearts. Podcast, A Bachelor, Australia, sometimes New Zealand, sometimes the world podcast. Hosted by me, Max Quinn, and my best friend in the world, Xavier Betsky Noonan. Hello. Howdy, partner. Oh, this is good. I like this. Where are you mm. going with this? Well, you've been in the United States of America, <laughs> so I thought I'd whip out my perfect impression of an American accent. <laughs> it's not flavored at all. <laughs> that is the opposite of milk. It's just not a very milk impression. The opposite of milk. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'm a vegan, so, you know. All right. <laughs> Look, you could have soy milk. That's still milk. What? I've never heard about this. What is that? You get that You get that into your system right this, this minute, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Glug, 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 glug. Pause this podcast. No, I just did. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I got it. All right. Things are good. I'm good to go. Cool. That was great. Yeah. How are you? Oh, never better. <laughs> Hey, um, it's me. Hello, Xavi. What? Hello, Max. You're back. I'm back. You made it. Yeah, I got here this morning, and then you and I watched five hours of The Bachelor, mm-hmm. and now we are ready to talk about it on our podcast. Yeah, and and upfront, I'll I'll say we want to apologize for having a late episode this week. Yes. Um, we had planned to try and work something out whilst you were overseas, and it was just a little bit too hard to put together. I would like to blame geoblocking. Wow, I thought you were going to say Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is uh, hard. To, it's hard to watch uh, Australian Bachelor. You know, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, who gives a shit? Okay, it's gonna be worth the wait. Yeah. So what we plan to do in this episode is cover the last four episodes of The Bachelor. That's right. Everything, Sounds like a lot. Yeah. If you're listening back in order, you're not gonna notice, but uh, we did miss a week, and so we're just gonna cram four episodes into one. Uh, normally, our episodes that are about two TV show episodes go for like an hour and a half, so we're going to hope this one isn't quite that long. Yeah. But if I keep drawing out the introduction like this... <laughs> <laughs> we should get into it, but we should talk about all of the men that have gotten home, gone home since we last spoke. That is very true, because, uh, yeah, when we when we last spoke, we had 10 men in the competition. Yes. Uh, that number has both increased and decreased. This is brutal. I know, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've sent a lot of people home. Uh, we went from 10 men to 14 men, back to 10 men, mm-hmm. then down to 8, then to 7, and now we're sitting at 5. Okay. Canonically up to date of recording, <laughs> etc. So we had as many as 14. Yes. Uh, and then in the last three episodes, we've cut nine dudes. Yes. Jeez. And I've just realized that I didn't write down who they were. That's okay. We'll get through them and yeah. we'll talk about it as they come through. But your boy, I want to talk about your boy because he's gone. Yeah. And and yeah, um, this is hard and... 
obviously, like, this is, if you check on iTunes, I think this is in the comedy section of the podcast. Yeah. I guess TV and film, probably. Uh Uh-huh. And we try and keep things lighthearted on the podcast, but occasionally something will happen um, that we will just really strongly react to, and sometimes it's, we're outraged by it. Yeah, Um, we might have heard some episodes uh, of the Bachelor podcast that we did, uh, as opposed to The Bachelorette, earlier this year, where we took a pretty strong moral stance on some things. Mm. Um it's time for that to happen again. Yeah, and this, this is less of an outrage, I guess, and just more of like a real disappointment, real... Sense of personal adjustment. Sadness yeah. and... Adjustment? Injustice. In, well, it's, a, it's an adjustment that we have to make. That's true. Um, but yeah, we did accidentally say goodbye to Hayden, and I can <laughs> only assume there was what? some mix-up. There the, the must be. Yeah, because he was definitely... Like, you saw it. He was definitely going to win. Like, So, he gets out of the limo. Yes, that is true. And he dabs. Yep. And he says, dabs to meet you? What That's exactly what he right? said. He said, dabs to meet you. <laughs> and then continue to call a dabby monk <laughs> at every opportunity, which is very strange. It was like he just had to fit it into every sentence. Very strange. Yeah. And then she said, will you accept this rose? He said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But now he wasn't even given a chance to explain his dabsence. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. His dab parcher is not on the record. <laughs> yeah, dab straight. Um, ah. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why you're trying to make a joke out of this very serious situation, <laughs> Max, but um, um, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> but if we linger this much on everyone's departure, um, we will be here all day. I know, he just meant a lot to you personally. He did. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's a shame. We'll, we'll talk a bit more about him when he specifically gets, uh, you know, the boot. Yep. But we don't see a lot of reason for it. I think he was never built up as uh, a real competitor. No. He was kind of just there for uh, to make me happy. I think that's exactly what they were, they were looking for, the XRN, mm. uh, Xavier Beskinen sure. stereotype. Oh, did we say names? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. <laughs> it's a um, professional show. Yeah. Uh, a thousand men died, um, <laughs> and they're not to be coming back okay, on the show. Um, can we talk about what we're going to do specifically here? So we'll go through the first two episodes a little bit more quickly. Mm. Um, you've made some notes. I've got some spicy takes. Yep. Um, and then we'll get a little bit more in-depth about the third and fourth, so the two most recent episodes that have aired. That's right. We know these older ones are kind of old news now, so we're going to try and rush through them, and then we'll get to that juicy good stuff that happened this week uh, straight after that. Let's do it. Let's so dive let's in. Let's dive into The Bachelorette Australia Season 5, Episode 5. That was like the least low voice one I think I've done so far. That was very lazy on my part. Can you go lower? Of course I can go lower. I'm the king of limbo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's what the Radiohead album was meant to be called? (laughs) It's a typo! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so the first... (laughs) Just imagining, you know the Lotus Flower video? Tom York does all that weird dancing. Just turn it on its side and put a pole up the top, superimpose it. (laughs) (laughs) You're onto something there. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, so this first single date from this episode, uh, the clue says, I sense some old-fashioned values in you, uh, so would you like to share some old-school romance? Uh, And it goes to Apollo. Yes. So Apollo gets a single date. Uh, Sophie arrives dressed like Grace Kelly, um, but all her looks were too sad, so she tries a little Freddy... I could be something, I could be something, I could be... Oh, 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 
I get it. This is a real stretch, right? It's a Mika reference, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, that thing we're all still talking about. <laughs> Somebody asked me this week what happened to Mika. You, like, you release Big Girl, You Are Beautiful. Is, what is that? It's a song of his. Oh. You've got to look that up. Okay. It's real condescending. Oh, I, I was going to say, that could be good. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like he meant it in that way, but it came off, I, in my opinion, as somewhat of a condescending kind right. of like, you know how all about that bass has that double-sided, you know, like skinny shaming or like mm. what's a real woman kind of thing. Yeah. This it doesn't... is now from a song from a male perspective. There's a lot of, there's a lot of gray. Yeah. This isn't really our area. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, uh, that Grease Kelly song's pretty good, though. That's a good one. Good I chorus. I call it Grease Kelly. Grease, Grease Kelly. Yeah. Where she has the transformation at the end. She starts wearing leather. I want to mention a couple of things here. Firstly, Osho, when he comes in, describes the single dates as being very rare. No, That's they're right. not. They're not rare. They are not rare. They happen every episode, sometimes more than once an there episode. There is a minimum of one a week. This yeah. is not the Aurora Borealis. This is not a <laughs> first edition Charizard Pokemon card. <laughs> I want to pass on this. Very good. The Very thing, true. Dress-ups. Yes. Don't like it. Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't like dress-ups. I don't want to dress up like I'm in the 50s. Uh, like I'm like three-hole think... punch gym on The Office. You know, like that's the level of... Uh, effort that I would like to go to. Sure. Um, personally, I love dressing up, but I, I can see the hassle. And, and also, I think some of the dressing up, maybe not so much this time, maybe slightly more about another date that we'll talk about later. Yes. It's just kind of weird. It's, yeah. It just kind, kind of, of gives off a weird vibe. Agreed. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, she picks up Apollo in a vintage convertible and they drive to the mechan- be- hmm? mechanic gardens. <laughs> Mechanical gardens is mm. cute. I like that. Sophie asks. Your boy, Apollo, yeah. whether or not he's into social media. Yeah. And he's like, nah. no, not really. I've stopped focusing on it so much. Uh, yeah. Sophie says she loves getting likes, which is like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Everyone loves to be loved. Yeah. So hit that subscribe yeah. button, et cetera. <laughs> um, I did a little bit of research. Apollo, uh, out of all the contestants on this year's uh, Bachelorette, mm-hmm. cozy 70,000 followers in the lead. Yeah, uh, let's play the game of... That's the most out of anyone. Out of anyone. It's yeah. probably not Sophie, but... Um, yeah, Sophie has a lot more. Sure. But yeah, yeah, out of all the contestants. That's huge, though. Yeah, so Blake has about 12,000. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, because Blake is the narcissist character who always that's talks his... about taking selfies. That's his character thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's only got 12. James mm-hmm. uh, has 28,000. Okay, uh, bit of a fan fave. Yep, Luke has 25,000. Mm-hmm. By contrast, one of the front runners, apparent front runners, according to the edit, is uh, Jared. Right. 4,900 followers. I thought you were going to say 49 followers. No. Yeah, it's worse. You remember Bingy? Bingham, of course. Young Bingham. Yeah. yeah. 1,200. Ooh. And Jordan, mm-hmm. 689. Oh, that's pretty bad. It's not great. Especially because like, one of them is me from my account, and then one of them is me from the Bachelor Arts <laughs> account. <laughs> it's just not looking good. <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. So back in the fifties though, mm. uh, or whenever they're cosplaying as like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Instagram back then. No. They just had, uh, asking each other pre-written questions and then demonstrating the answers in photos where they yes. pose as the answers. Yeah. This is a really popular thing from the fifties. And like, <laughs> we studied this at uni. So oh, that's right. Yeah. The show's called Bachelor of Hearts. Yeah. Uh, but it's like arts cause we both have arts degrees. Sure. Yeah. Um, and hearts has an, uh, is the sound, sounds the same. Yes. 
Apollo reveals his terrible fear of butterflies at this point. No one suspects a butterfly. Look, everyone has a sob story on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And <laughs> yeah. This one from Apollo. He tells another one later, which, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. This one, oh boy, I feel you. Really cut to the core of my... Really cut to the quick. Yeah, of my heart, yeah. Um, Sophie pretends to be a scary butterfly in the mm. photo. Um, she also asks to see some more magic from Apollo, and then we see him wearing this goofy little top hat and teaching her how to juggle. It's pretty sweet. After the break, Apollo and Sophie sit at a batchy couch and enjoy some old fashions. They slow dance before having a bit of a chat together. Sophie asks why Apollo is involved in the show. Um, and he says he wasn't even considering it until Sophie was announced. Um, she then asks why Apollo is so mature for his age. And he answers that his mum had breast cancer um, and he had an SVT, which he describes as a mild heart attack. Um, which shifted his perspective and taught him to value his friends and family a whole lot more. This is his little sub-story bit, I guess. But This it, is a good story. Yeah, well, that's know? the thing. I, I hesitate to use the phrase sub-story because I yeah. think I reserve that for when I feel like it's a bit more artificial. Yeah, the um, tiny little violins playing off in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this seems to be like something, an, uh, something that has like changed him absolutely know? like it's as far as uh as far as tragedies that people can bring to the bachelor mm. apollo has bought like almost a greek tragedy oh hello you like that <laughs> yeah i like that a lot thank uh -huh. you very much yeah um i really like apollo yeah i still don't understand the magician thing i don't know if i ever will i think apollo's great the thing is about the magician thing is once you understand it it actually becomes a lot less special yeah and so like you have to kind of just like let it kind of happen. Oh, you just let the magic Because if you understand it too much and you know all how it works, mm. then it's actually not even magic anymore. Yeah. Um, Sophie says that she has also been through uh, hospital things, uh, as she puts it, um, so she can relate. Um, but she really seems to appreciate Apollo opening up. Um, she praises him for being humble and kind and for having a great perspective on life. And before you know it, she gives him a rose. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. We're going to rush through these. We like Apollo. We like Apollo. He's a good boy. Group date time. That's right. This group date is for all the boys. They ATB. ATB. All the boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they arrive at a polo field, uh, and I start getting unhappy about horse sports. <laughs> um, but that's not what ends up happening. Yeah. Um, Osher Ginsberg, very good guy, uh, reveals... Missed him. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he been? Don't know. You know what? We you've been. Oh uh, yeah, that's America. yeah. I've been away. Yeah. yeah, he was in the start of the episode. He was here for me. Yeah, on Wednesdays oh, and Thursdays <laughs> when you were. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Osher reveals four handsome and eligible bachelors are waiting to meet them. Each one of them older than the ten original men. And so yes, we have intruders. Bum, bum. Oh my gosh. Do you want to do the thing where you shout them out and I will you t say what happens and then I'll give you my first impression of that them? That sounds good. Cool. Um, so they arrive one by one by helicopter. Up first is Guy, 37, with a British accent and a pair of sunglasses for Sophie since he's an optometrist. Guy. Number one, what is his voice? Because not only is it British, it's kind of like high and squeaky, and I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. The other thing is, how does he get his lips to be that naturally pink? There is a bit of that going on. Mm. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe it's a chap situation, like you know, he he's got a coloured chapstick, or even just like he's got some red, reddish coloration. I'm not sure. Don't know. It seems inconsistent. Sometimes yep. it's there, sometimes it's not. I'm very curious. We never get an answer to this question. 
Uh, he also has a cheesy line about seeing clearly who she wants to end up with because yeah. of the glasses. But they're shades. They are. So fuck off. <laughs> um, up next is AJ, who is also 37. He is a chef, uh, and he has brought Sophie a specialized menu, which seems to score him some points with her. He also has two kids. I love that he discloses this right away. I thought that he seemed pretty decent. Yeah, maybe nothing spectacular, but pretty decent. Yeah, uh, we haven't had a bald contestant yet until now. That's true. Alex from the, uh, ooh, whose season was it? Sam Frost season yep. is the last bald bachelorette contestant. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There was no one on Georgia Love. I don't think so. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, good. Next we meet Paul, who is 39 and is not bald. He has long, sort of greasy-ish hair. Uh, and he says he has five sons, which I think is the number of sons that there are in the Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> he has five sons. Yeah. He's also a grandparent, so yeah. one of his sons has a son. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which one of his sons is 24-year-old Apollo? Oh, I wonder. I feel like there's some stuff going on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And oh, I don't want to be judgmental about people who have, might have five sons listening or whatever. Like, you know, go you. Um, okay. Now it's time to roll out the strings. Yeah. All of the magic. Yeah. Uh, for our next person, right? Yeah. Have um, you got a, uh, a sound effect? Maybe like a uh, something about a swamp? Of course or... I do. Yes, yeah. yeah, certainly. And it's just right here. I'm going to decide which one and it's going to be very seamless. Oh my god, he's here. Yeah, here he is. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know, right? Wow, how majestic. Finally, we meet Stu. S-T-E-W. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is 44 years old. We learn straight away that he and Sophie have actually already met. Uh, he gets some swelling strings, like you mentioned, as he explains his misconnection with Sophie. Um, later on, he clarifies it, because I don't think he quite gets it out here. But he, he invited her on a date in the past, and she assumed that it was some big yacht party or something, so she didn't go. Um, and so he says he's been separated or divorced for four years, and now he's looking to settle down. And, you know, it's this big final play to see if he can win back Sophie. That's the arc. That's what we're going to have to stick with. He's also got four daughters. Max, he's the winner. Yeah, right? I think he is. Yeah, um, I think that... Based on everything that we've been shown, especially like the introduction was completely glowing. Mm. The single date that they had was great, except for one un uncomfortable moment that we'll get to. Yep. Um, in my notes here, I had written down, I like Luke, but this dude's a contender. Mm. Luke's gone. Yeah, Luke at this point is now left. We yeah. need to discuss that a little bit later because Luke was a fan favorite. He was my winner pick. Yeah, you thought he'd win. They had a great first date. And then since then, Sophie just jettisoned him. Yep. We don't know exactly what happened with poor Lukey. But mm. uh, yeah, the other thing that I want to mention is that uh, Jared, uh, just as he introduced, uh, introduced, says, food poisoning time. That's very, very... I mean... It's very specific. It's very calculated. Cut him. Yeah. Cut him right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I get I get. maybe he's just kidding, but like, this is kind of, this is like a bomb threat in an airplane sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, Are we at all suspicious that Jared is going to do a murder this <laughs> season? And do we need some sort of barometer to judge just I know, how likely that is? Well, I know a lot of other people have been saying stuff like this. Yeah. And like, I was reading a thing earlier this week, which like, I, I don't want to feel too bad for the guy because he does seem creepy. Yeah. Um, but like, apparently his like real life is being kind of ruined by people who are like following him around and trying oh, to suss out what's going on with him and that kind of thing. Oh. I don't want us to be a part of that. Okay. Um, 
but that said, like his behavior is really inappropriate on the show and it needs to be called out. Absolutely. Um, so we may not have a scale for from one to how likely he is to commit a murder, maybe not even fa 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 fas. What? You know. Because he's a psycho killer? Yeah. Oh, I get it. You get me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. I do like that. I'll make an exception. All right. Yeah. We're in, we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're accusing him of murder on the record. <laughs> Um, That's incorrect. That's not what we're doing. Okay, other things to know about Stu, and these are not things that are made explicit by the show, mm. and I think the fact that the show doesn't talk about his immense personal wealth might even be a clue as to his getting a very glowing edit and going to win. Yeah. Um, if if you're not aware and if you haven't read anything about him or, or whatever, um, he is the heir to a family fortune of around $500 million. Jesus. Um, his, he, he's, as he describes himself, a third generation publican, um, which means his family owns a whole lot of pubs around Australia. Um, and it's really quite a large number of pretty successful pubs. And so he is doing just fine. He's financially well off. It's interesting that he described himself as a publican. Like my favorite, like, and mo- the most famous publican that I can think of is, is probably the one in Stormboy. <laughs> he dies, doesn't he? The, the, the pelican the pel- in yeah, Stormboy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's super dead. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I w- there's a certain publican that you just went to visit who I wouldn't mind saying goodbye to. <laughs> He sure ain't a Democrat, I'll tell you. Oh, a Republican. Mm. (laughs) Um, On the topic of, uh, well, Stu, I guess. Yes. Another thing about Stu is that he has also previously been on Australian reality TV show. Was he on The Farmer Wants a Wife? No. Uh. No, no, no. Uh, He is not a farmer. He is a a very wealthy boy. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, no, he was on a very strange show that I haven't watched called Filthy Rich and Homeless, <laughs> which is one of those shows where you take incredibly, incredibly wealthy people yes. and you sort of dress them up in homeless people cosplay so that they can get an understanding of what life is like for like uh, people outside of his incredibly lofty like class Ugh. structure. Um, and like, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know how effective it is at like giving him a new lease on life or a new understanding of his, uh, incredible amount of privilege. Yeah. Um, I would hope that he is a changed man. It seems to me like he is kind of doing an extension of that on the bachelorette, Okay. Wh- which is to say like, he is quite a dull man in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He, he seems fine yes. a lot of the time and it's usually the times when I forget that he's a $500 million incredibly wealthy guy, like when he's able to convince me that he's just a regular normal person. Yeah. It's because he has the class and luxury and privilege to like pretend that he's not. So we know that he's speaking whenever he's like, he is speaking, he's speaking from a position of immense privilege. Totally. Yeah. And it's something to keep in mind. And, and it's, it's a similar thing, which I, I've been slightly less critical with Sophie's attempts to do this or whatever, but yeah. like her talking about wanting to settle down with like a real Australian guy who's just an authentic, normal, average bloke. Oh, she's definitely going to marry the multimillionaire. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's funny to think that she might end up with him, um, given that that was her narrative going in. Yeah, it's true. Um, but like, yeah, it, it, they are both in a way trying to like subvert their privilege um, yeah, and using the TV to run a little bit of a PR campaign in that yeah. way. And mm-hmm. funnily enough, they happen to have found that is a great commonality between the two of it them. Certainly does, and they're really bonding be. over it. Anyway, there'll be yes. plenty more stew talk. Let's move on. Can we talk about Sam's comment here? What does Sam say? Sam says uh, that Guy 
one of the new people who's oh, yeah. never been to big boy school where you're supposed to respect each other. Oh. Did he go to big boy school sometime between the time that he told Sophie a few episodes ago that he was staring at her cans and, like, right now? Hmm, yeah, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't see any school trips. No, it doesn't seem like if anything, one the school trip up. is coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, these boys, they split into two teams. Even though the group date thing was subverted, we still have a thing. It's bicycle polo. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking remembers this? An episode from over a week ago. It's just boring. It's easily the most boring part of this episode. It's young versus old. I can't remember who wins. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's keep going. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what else doesn't matter? The entire cocktail party. Yeah, totally. They're, I mean, the old boys size up the new boys and they go, oh, I don't like that there's intruders. And, you know. That's it. There's That's nothing it. of note that happens. There's some real textbook like male aggression. That's it. You yeah. know what happens. And then all of a sudden, we've got to get rid of four dudes because we brought right. in four dudes. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I thought we had already gotten rid of a few boys to make some room. Yeah. But I guess things are just moving quickly at no, this point. No, we had a platooning cast. Yes. Um, and yeah, this is when the biggest tragedy of, I think, any of these four episodes happens. Mm. Uh Sophie is distraught. She ducks out of the room where she is comforted by Osha, the very good host. Um, and that is enough that she can go back into the room and give AJ the last rose, um, which means that she sends home... I mean, I'll get it out of the way. Yeah. Because we talked about it already. Hayden. Oh, so sorry for you. Our poor sweet boy. He He's truly dabulous. He doesn't even get an exit <laughs> interview. No. Um, which is just a, a huge... What did you say? Injustice, but... Uh, personal adjustment, yeah, adjustment, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also we say goodbye to Paul, the intruder with the longish hair. Oh, yep, five kids. Apollo's his son. Yep, yep. was barely in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry, who gets a really long spiel and a round of applause from all of the boys for no reason that Harry I Harry gets the best exit of the whole season. It's so fascinating. Yeah, like, this is a dude who has had no camera time. Pretty much none. Have not seen a confessional from him. Can't recall anything of note that he said. Mm-mm. His goodbye. Holy fuck. He's like, I just want to thank all the guys. I've made so many friends that I will get a treasure for the rest of my life. And like, Sophie, we couldn't have done it without you. And like camera crew, sound people, like Legit. everyone for putting in all the hard work and effort. It's like a speech at your 21st. Yeah. Or like you're leaving summer camp and you're scared that you'll never see your friends again. It's like that. the Academy Awards if the band was on, or the orchestra was on strike or something. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Brett he Oh yeah Remember Brett's him well. He was also on the show He looked like he was Probably in NSYNC And now he can leave And go start his own Very own boy band Yeah it's true He wasn't in sync With Sophie I want, Yeah exactly I wonder if there was They were thinking about Doing another like Recording studio date This time And that's why They kept him around Yeah And then they just Fell through or whatever <laughs> um, But yeah That's the end of that episode Alright episode two, Wait no sorry sorry mm-hmm. You've got to do it Don't you uh, that's true, yeah. yeah. And by the way... I don't want to try on some toes. At this point, we are as far through recording as we would normally be through one episode. So we haven't rushed <laughs> at all. But let's move on. <laughs> Bachelor Australia, Season 5, Episode 6. It's a little quicker. Uh, the single date goes to James this time. Yeah. Um, we like James. We, we do like James. James has displayed a fair amount of uh, goodness. 
<laughs> yeah, look, James has been a willing, uh, like he's been a good sport, basically, yes. and he's been quite charming and hasn't done anything that's been particularly outrageous mm-hmm. or egregious. He's got a bit of a shy streak to him. That's true, yeah. He was we- too shy to approach Sophie as he was getting out of the limo. The only other thing I want to highlight here before we get to James's date is that Ryan was very disappointed that he's not going on the date. Sure. And you see some real anger going on there. There's like the slow zoom across his face as he's talking about how pissed off he is. Yeah. And then feels like we're kind of telegraphing this, right? Yeah, it makes sense now in retrospect, uh, knowing that he's not long for this world. He's the one who goes home here at the end of the episode, or one of the ones who goes home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, yeah, you can just see the anger and like they're setting him up to fall very hard much later. Yeah. Uh, And frankly, it couldn't have come soon enough. Uh, We'll get to it when we get to it. Firstly, we have this quite nice date. Um, Sophie wants to give James a taste of performing. Um, since she loves it so much. So they're going to go and perform on the only venue left in Sydney. <laughs> the streets. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Yeah. Mike Skinner. Didn't realize he was around. Yeah. yeah. Apparently getting back together. <laughs> Just him. Just in time. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, specifically, it's the boardwalks of Darling Harbour. Uh-huh. Um, when Sophie reveals that they'll be doing street performing, James gets extremely nervous, saying he would rather jump off the water taxi that they're on and be eaten by sharks. Mm. Um, but nevertheless, they arrive and a crowd gathers. And I think it's quite nice considering his first thing was about how shy he was. Um, I guess just in front of her, but like to, to do something that really takes him out of his comfort zone actually feels like it makes sense in this situation. Yes. Where a lot of the time it's just kind of like done because it's something to look at on TV. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Sophie begins freestyle rapping. Ah, it's good. Xavi. I mean, she's a a great performer. You and I are rappers. We are rappers. We rap at the end of every episode (laughs) that we have. Would you care to rap battle right now? (laughs) Absolutely not. What have you written? I have written nothing. (laughs) This is a terrible... Just lay me down a beat. Okay. Okay? You got something for me? Can I make a beat out of our sound effect? There's no way. There's no way. (laughs) It'll be... No, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh. Uh. Uh, I pull rhymes out my butt like I'm shitting out sulfate Flow's so piss weak, I better check my prostate Yeah, I clear bars like a hurdler Still pretty sus that Jared is a murderer, mic drop Wow, can you pick that back up? Because we got to do a whole bunch more There's podcasts. a whole heap of stuff that we got to do Okay, mm. okay Um, They look at each other after this date like they want to make out a lot Oh yeah, 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 yeah. it's pretty good um, yeah, uh, she does a fucking freestyle route. I don't think too much of it. James starts doing some kind of break dance. It's extremely awkward. It's cut together to seem pretty cute. Yeah. And it's a little bit hard to tell what this interaction was actually like and how much warning the little crowd was given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over. Because it's like, there's no backing track. They're Absolutely just in there with a microphone and yeah. kind of just working their way through it. Producers trying to like wrangle people in from all areas of Darling Harbour. Yeah. But I think James took on some embarrassing shit and crushed it. Totally. Yeah. I think I think he displayed that gameness, which I'm sure was the whole point of the date. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of shots of like smiling audience members and stuff. So it's fairly nice to watch on television. Uh-huh. Um, she praises him for stepping up and for being game and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, they arrive at the Royal Hotel. Um, which is a pub in Sydney that is not owned by Stu. Mm-hmm. I checked. Uh, and they sit together at a bachelor couch on the rooftop. James says some nice things about Sophie finding her happiness and sharing it with people uh, and how important her work is. Uh, and she starts to tear up. It's lovely. Yeah. It, it seems like he's really sort of seeing into why she does what she does. Yeah, he's speaking into her soul. Yeah. And saying exactly the right things. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, Sophie says she wants to have a family when the time is right, and James agrees, saying that she is here for the right reasons. Hey. Um, Sophie says, can I just kiss you? And then they share what I think is probably the best kiss of the season so I think far. I so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, James says, I really like you. You're a really good person. Um, into Sophie's forehead when they're sort of... Canoodling. Uh, yeah. It's romantic. It's, it's nice. It's pretty sweet. It's like yeah, yeah. something people do. Um, yeah, it is a thing that peop- actual people yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then moments later, she gives him a rose and they seal it with another kiss. I thought this was very good. I thought it was very sweet too. And I think like between Apollo and James, like... Two dudes stepping right up. There's a fair amount that we can actually applaud here, which is so uncommon for uh, our podcast and for these TV shows. I know. Um, So, yeah, we should take this moment to just breathe a deep sigh of contented relief Uh um, before we (laughs) get a move on. Let's do it. To the group date. Uh, It is for Blake, Ryan, Jared, Stu, Sam, Mac, and AJ. And the clue says, it's time to really put our relationship to the test. Test cricket? Uh, it's not test cricket. What? Um, what are they going on the cricket date? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm still waiting. Uh, the boys gather in school uniform at Sydney Boys High School. <laughs> um, <laughs> they will face four school-themed tests, eventually culminating in one winner who will get some extra time with Sophie. It's a bit Malcolm Young. What's going on here, don't you think? Yeah, actually. I yeah. didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, there's some kind of weird... Uh, sort of kinky like nostalgia going on here with all the like school stuff yeah i think seeing school uniforms in adult sizes is just always kind of off put well not necessarily off-putting but just like seems to be signaling something yeah. to someone or it's it's a bit on the nose yeah. yeah um i don't know if i fully get the reasoning behind this whole setup yeah like i'm sure the the writing room was just like we need to put them in costumes uh what do we got you know yeah and then they worked it out from there but it's a little straight, like you know, school, like they're kids uh, in adult bodies, and mm. uh, but yeah, they uh, you know, it's important though that we answer some of these questions. For instance, how good are these boys at making paper planes? Oh yeah, that was the first test, wasn't it? That's I didn't right. write anything about this, did you? No, I found this whole thing very tedious. Yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes. Um, yeah. So yeah, Osha says this is a physics test, so that's why they're making <laughs> planes. Uh, next up, they have 60 seconds each to shoot hoops for, like, a PE. It's yeah. like they already ran out of ideas. Oh, my God. Blake describes himself as the uh, Shaquille O'Neal of this shit. <laughs> of this shit? That is to say, sinking basketball yes. points? Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you can make the point <laughs> that <laughs> maybe Shaquille O'Neal... Isn't that what you do? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> you shoot the hoops. Yeah. Um, did you know that Shaquille O'Neal actually is a doctor of education? I did not know he that. He's a doctor of education and not like a fake doctor in the way that uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving, is like a fake doctor or LeBron James is like a fake king. Right. Yeah. No, okay. he's a, like he was an awarded an honorary doctorate of education. That's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. That's pretty cool. Could he teach us? It probably could come on the show. Oh, let's let's pull him up. You've got him on speed dial, right? Yeah, yeah, Papa Shack. Shack attack. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Uh, yeah, they uh, shoot some hoops. I don't know. Um, both of these parts take 10 minutes longer than they have to. Yeah. Next up, they're tested on their mathematics skills. A series of random questions with 10 seconds to answer each one. Um, this bit is fine. There are a couple of laughs if you think knowing the answers to math problems is really important. 
uh, or you know, like if if you work out the answer before them, you probably feel clever. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's just really boring, it's man. Not, not great. And um, like, you have to wonder like what attributes Sophie is singling out to be important. And like, true. I can understand uh, for a lot of people, like intelligence is a really big thing. Yeah, and I I relate to that. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, people have different levels of education and sometimes they don't have access to it and that sort of thing. So I don't know that necessarily you want to like rule somebody out because they don't have quite a good like arithmetic. That's true. You're, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but I don't know, whatever. These guys, they're also all like very privileged white dudes. Like, they, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, they've all had plenty of time to learn arithmetic if they wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it, There's also some of that where like maths or, uh, you know, that kind of thing would be, relevant to a person's job for instance ryan is a works in construction which uh-huh. would involve a lot of measurements yeah and so watch him fail some easy math problems was a little bit concerning perhaps for his sure employment doesn't reflect too well on him in a real life scenario can we just highlight the awful final four on this group date sure sam jared aj ryan yeah it's not too good is it's it it's not great you don't have a lot of great choices there no and then like Sam uh, doesn't make the final two. Mm. It comes down to Ryan and AJ, and he's such a fucking toddler about it. Yeah, he makes a little... He kicks up a stink. Yeah, yeah, he's very upset. He uh, yeah, can't get the math problems right, and then talks about how unfair it is. And then I want to note here that he works at an Apple store. Does that qualify him as a genius anyway? <laughs> you get a free pass. Ah, uh, yeah, good, yeah, good. He just yep. shows his little badge or whatever. Mm-hmm. His blue T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all you got to show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, finally, it's a spelling bee um, between Ryan and AJ. Uh, and again, you know, it's like if you know the, how to spell things and you can laugh at them if you want to, that's good. Fine. Good for you. Uh, uh, their words are customized to fit their professions. So because AJ is a chef, he gets to spell words like gourmet. Uh, and because Ryan is in construction, he gets to spell words like wardrobe and building. <laughs> None of these are difficult. They're not difficult words. In my opinion. No. Um, and then AJ deliberately throws, he deliberately misspells the word cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, he spells it Q-U-I-Z-I-N-E, which is hilarious. It is about time for us to mention the new sponsors that we have on this podcast. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, welcome to the sponsorship circle, Cuisine, an organically sourced produce company from Canberra focused on fast, healthy eating. Hop on your Google machine, cuisine. Wait a minute, this sounds way too real. Are we actually getting any money? No. No, (laughs) (laughs) That's like the exact kind of product that people advertise on podcasts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So don't check out cuisine. Check out (laughs) Blue Apron. No, check out The Bachelor of Hearts on iTunes. It's five fucking stars. Our main sponsor is us. Yes, we love us. Yeah. Uh, so, so what, he what doesn't to want to spell cuisine right so as not to quote stir the pot. Ah, this is stupid. You're it's there for weird. Sophie. Why are you doing this shit? I mean, like, there's I, I I often come down on people too hard for like playing too strategically when they're losing focus of like the actual relationship thing yep. or whatever. Yep. But in this situation, you're being asked to spell a word. Fucking demonstrate an ability Absolutely. that you have. Yes. Unless maybe the this fucking inside job like thing and he actually <laughs> did spell it wrong and then later in his recap interview. He was like, oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, it's a bit of a Bush does 9-11 kind of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, guys. Truth Mm -hmm. is out there. Yeah, chemtrails. Yep. Uh, Ryan gets the alone time with Sophie at a batchy couch outside, um, which is good because Sophie has a few things to ask him about, such as why he is such a gross, entitled ball of toxic masculinity. Oh, oh, it's so interesting that she fit that all into the one mouthful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was a strong thing to lead with. And he was like, 
yeah, I guess you're right. He's like, I never even really... Didn't even think about goodness it. Goodness me, I haven't <laughs> been looking inward at all. My words and actions have been really affecting people around me. Oh my goodness. And he changed. Yeah. And now he's the best man <laughs> at my wedding. <laughs> I'm getting Who married. Who are you marrying? Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Good. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're marrying the best man. Yeah. Yep, great. Well, I mean, I'm not going to pick the second best man. No, you're marry. absolutely right. You're, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. He's going to run down the aisle with a ring for you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's also the, the ring bearer in sure, this yeah. case. And, and he's um, the officiant. Yes. I haven't been to a wedding. I don't know what anyone's <laughs> called. Um, the wedding officiator? Mm-hmm. Celebrate. Marry Celebrate. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, anyway, Sophie boots him <laughs> out of there. Not currently legal. Um... Sophie boots him out of there. Yes. Uh, uh, Ryan says he prefers very private relationships. Um, makes Why the fuck are you on TV? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing dating Sophie Monk? On the, the celebrity on the television. Uh, yeah, she asks if he could fit in with her life, um, which is naturally a bit higher profile mm-hmm. than his. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, if I think you're worth it, then of course. But unless we have a single date together, I can't really answer. Um She's not pleased. She brings up his desire for, quote, a woman who takes care of him uh, herself, um, which he stands by. Um, he even kind of doubles down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sophie, at this point, has pretty clearly had enough. She says, I want someone that wants me, so I'm going to choose them over you. I just think that you should go after the right girl, and I promise it's not me. Go in, Sophie. Fuck yeah. This yeah. is the kind of like uh, bloodletting <laughs> that I wanted to see uh, throughout basically this whole season. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing that she took the piss out of him as well. Yes. Um, you know, like as he's leaving, he's swearing and is so angry. And He's, he's like already muttering some swear words under, this his, season. under his breath. What was yeah. he? He's already beaten up one wardrobe this season. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's very, he's quite hostile. And yeah. she's just like laughing at him as he's like grumpily we get a really, stumbling off stage. There's a really good reaction shot where mm. Sophie is like, yeah, just, just kind of cacking it. <laughs> I can't quite <laughs> believe this is really happening. Uh, and we cut to the cocktail party. Sophie enters dressed like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Is stolen away by Jared, first of all. Here we go. Is this plant gate? <laughs> yes. This is the beginning <laughs> of something which we will plague us for episodes to come. If you had, if you had told me, like, regardless, I mean, if you had told me a few months ago that Sophie Monk was going to be Bachelorette, I'd be surprised enough. Very. But if you had told me that we would be spending several episodes on a, on a piece of conflict revo- revolving around several characters <laughs> whose major theme... Plant. Yeah, exactly. It's like, which one of you... It's like the piss mystery, the piss plant mysteries. <laughs> Pisteries. Pisteries. Yeah, there yeah. Um, like, this is incredible. I cannot believe we're doing this. This is incredible. I love... Plantgate. Yeah. Um, do you want to... Okay, so we should lay the ground. Yes. Set as the, table. the show does as yes. well. Yes, okay. Um, we flash back on the gift that uh, Jared gave Sophie last week, which was a pair of matching pot plants. And while Sophie's this week is sprouting, uh, Jared's one shows no signs of life. And he suspects that the boys may have sabotaged it. It's so funny. <laughs> he Just like Jared goes to all kinds of extents. To suggest yeah. that he his pot plant, in which he is trying to grow love. That's right. I might add, has been sabotaged. Yeah. It is the funniest shit. Yes. Can you believe that this is maybe the scandal of the season? <laughs> it's about as heat as it gets. It's good. Like, as far as scandals go, thank fuck it's nothing on last season, which sure. was a made-up, awful, bogus scandal. Yes. This, 
oh, is so trivial. And I don't know how often this show intends to be a comedy, yeah. but it is doing it right now very successfully. And that's the thing. The, the reason behind it is it's such a trivial, like, little dumb thing that, like, sure, maybe someone should apologize, but also, like... Apologize. <laughs> I'm not alleging it was him. He's a sweet, it's good boy. It's too late to apologize. Very good though. Thank you. Um, but he is deadly serious. Like, like I mean, like in his way, like concerningly, maybe far too serious. Mm. Um, which I guess we could talk about, but also just like it's super funny. Yeah, because that contrast between like how dumb this conflict is in the first place and how much it matters to Jared is just off the wall. I want to talk about how much it matters to Jared later because we see him have another emotional episode in the next installment of plant gate yeah and that's when i think it really comes to a four yeah um so yeah i want to save that for then I he just, does oh. like he has this very aggressive tone yeah um and and it's it's funny but it's also a little bit scary i think like you know he, he's he's been in the military for many years and stuff i think yeah. he's been taught how to be very menacing how I to guess. resolve conflict in a like a active way instead of a passive way i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which uh, like at yeah. some points can be an asset but also i think there's a chance that maybe he doesn't understand how dominating he can be i think yes both like physically and also uh just with his voice and stuff like that yeah and you can see it like sometimes it works to his attriment like on the first date where he's walking sophie across a very high wire above the earth and he's like no you'll do this you'll do this you'll do this he's and essentially in on a rescue mission yeah yeah he's, yes exactly right yeah. um and you can see him like simulating uh the battles that yeah. he's going into yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah there's more to come on jared because i think i've cracked that nut yeah so yeah jared's messed up i will say also like the dismissiveness from the other boys like as much as it is a funny thing it also doesn't really help the situation it's like delicious yeah exactly yeah. like if we wanted the situation to resolve peacefully it would be very easy for them to do that yeah nobody's really interested in doing that they're letting the joke play out which like fair enough it's funny there's cameras around mm. i have a few hypotheses of who pissed in the plan yes okay, okay. hit me so First of all, me. <laughs> it's not you. Okay. Blake is the uh, alleged target. We'll get to him later. I think that, though, are we considering Maggie Simpson? She's done shit like this before. Sure. She's been known to do like strange things that we didn't think she was capable of. Uh-huh. Have we considered Miss Scarlet in the billiards room with the urine dick? Sure, that's a, a, the urine dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's a key detail. Yes. Um, I think you've definitely got the murder weapon. <laughs> wasn't hard. As soon as I got that one, the rest just fell into place. Wasn't you know? hard, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dexter from the TV series Dexter? Sure. Mm. Uh, uh, Texter? Texter. From, <laughs> from their school date? <laughs> Well, Jared himself. Oh. What if he's a bit of a self-saboteur? Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty strong take. I Pissed like that. Pissed in his own pot plant. Mm. Yeah. I don't mean to piss in your pocket, but that's a good theory. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said pot plant. Yeah, I was going to pick the... Yeah, let's keep going. Okay. At the rose ceremony, Mac gets the first rose. Mac gets the first rose. This is absurd. There's nothing wrong with your podcast player. This is correct. There's no interference. <laughs> um, and, Ladies uh, and gentlemen, Mac <laughs> has received the first rose. Was <laughs> it like a 1950s radio? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we just went back to the 50s for some reason. Hmm, okay. Um, um, uh, Guy, the British optometrist. Oh, uh, that's right, with the weird voice and the pink lips. He's gone. Uh, goodbye. He gets sent home. Good, good guy. Good, yeah, guy, yeah, guy forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess she couldn't see a future with him. Hey. 
It all comes back around, doesn't and it? And she was like, uh, don't let the door hit you on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Should have quit while I was ahead. <laughs> Bachelorette Australia Season 5, Episode 7. Let's go. This week's single date goes to Stew. Stew is the one who's going to win. He's the new guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, Zoe Deschanel's character, but gender swapped. I refer to him as New Luke. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because he's uh, a little so bit older, a little like bit Anakin? rugged. Yeah, yeah. He's like Anakin. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> Sophie recaps the time that she stu- stood Stu up from the boat date that he had invited her on. Mm. So today they will be having another boat date to make up for it. <laughs> All right. It never worked. You that did well. it. That was great. Well done. <laughs> um, they start bonding over their similarities. Um, they both, <laughs> the first one is that they both work for about one or two months out of the year oh. <laughs> and then they take the rest of the year off. Oh boy. <laughs> We've got so much in common. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, they're both ridiculously wealthy. Um, they also both have in common the fact that they enjoy looking at the dolphins that are swimming around mm-hmm. the boat. So we've got so much in common. Yeah. And it's as if by magic that their boat just happened to arrive. It's like, oops, there couldn't have not have been any editor or Apollo, anything. Apollo, show yourself. <laughs> yeah. They, de- they definitely didn't just drive into like a known dolphin infested <laughs> area. Dolphin wa- infested waters. <laughs> oh, what would you say? <laughs> not infested. Infested makes me think that they're going to come at me. Dolphin interested. Oh, well, there it is. Uh, so anyway, on the boat, uh, there is a little green where they're going to hit golf balls into the water. Oh, yeah. And this is not something that uh, an environmentalist would necessarily approve of. Yeah. But luckily, <laughs> air quotes, Sophie says that they have deliberately picked golf balls that float so that they can go and collect them later. Although, we never see them go looking for them, and we don't see any floating golf balls. There are none. What, are they getting in there and clearing it out after each shot? That'd be dangerous. Yeah, that would be and a huge waste of time as Yeah, well. plus there are dolphins in there, you know what I Like, what if you blowhole a dolphin? You know Holy what I mean? Holy shit. That's the best golf score you can get. Yeah. If you can wipe out, like, a, <laughs> a species that is on the brink of extinction. Yeah, I know, I know. By landing a golf ball in Doesn't its that hole. happen in a Seinfeld episode? <gasps> I think maybe with a whale. Yeah, maybe it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look, we've Geppettoed this. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, it, it's we're not being the derivative. The Bachelorette is. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a little hole on a target that is floating in the water, and Stu tries to chip it in, um, saying, "Quote: Getting a kiss is one of my main objectives." <laughs> <on this date." laughs> it's good that he's uh, like he's planned ahead here. What else is on that little what else list? Is on you've that got yeah, there? yeah. <laughs> in your breast pocket, You're weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's golf crossed with boats. Uh, mm. Obviously, this is some goats. rich people bullshit. Yeah. Goats. Yeah, yeah, very good. It's a goat date. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we cut back to the boys chatting about Stu's chances. Uh, there are a couple of pretty choice quotes, and they're more interesting than the fucking golf thing that's happening. Um, somebody points out that he could potentially adopt 24-year-old Apollo, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> I think legally speaking, that may be, uh, maybe a thing. Also, Blake talks about how Stu is a few years away from death. <laughs> That's also <laughs> fucking morbid. Yeah, just grim. Um, 
I now want to move on to the part of the date that you so accurately described uh, as we were watching it as nasty, nasty date kiss, true dangle foot. Yeah, I got. I, I I wrote down a slightly different version of what I said. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Stu, um, he, he is a few years from death, but he survives long enough um, to sit down after his workout at a batchy couch on the yacht. Um, Sophie asks if Stu is set living in Sydney because um, obviously he's got family there. Um, but he says, "I would move anywhere for the right girl." How old are these family? Well, yeah, he's got kids, right? He's 44, so it depends on how young he started, I guess. But I certainly would have some some hesitations if I were watching my dad say that he would move anywhere and I were perhaps a younger yeah. woman what, on watching this on the TV. Yeah, what if they're watching? Yeah. They're like, hey, fuck you, Dad. What if I'm the right what girl? If I'm, yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Speaking the of which, wrong the girl. wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Well done. He says he had to come on the show because if she went into this process without him, she would have ended up with someone else. And, uh, quote, at the end of the day, well, yeah. (laughs) At the end of the day, I needed to be in that competition. You were worth the risk. Wow, so selfless. What's the risk here? Well, he talks about his reputation. Oh, his white affluent public and reputation. Really? It's all about his, like, public image, which obviously is something that he comes in with a lot of baggage. Yeah. It's, it's funny, because we're talking about Sophie Monk for the first time, uh, a celebrity bachelorette for the first time. Yes. And we wouldn't necessarily have expected anyone in the public sphere to be on the show. Yeah. But now we're dealing with all this really interesting stuff, where, like, you know... Uh, He's kind of a rich big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, being on this show will do things to his career and to his public perception and that kind of thing. Which yeah. Which obviously happens with everyone who appears on the show. But with somebody who already has things at stake or whatever it's not like I feel bad for him yeah quite the opposite <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's funny to think about the, the different levels of decisions that go on in this decision compared mm. to like the decisions that are being made at the end of most other Bachelor seasons. It is worth noting in this day as well um, that he does identify as a publican, but not once do we see him dive down into the water and grab a live <laughs> trout in his gullet. <laughs> he does have... Uh, he's beak can, can hold, hold more, more than, than his, his belly, can. belly can. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sophie says Stu makes her really nervous. And at one point, she is unable to maintain eye contact with him without giggling. And uh, in voiceover, she says, When I met Stu a year ago, I really misjudged him. I'm so happy that he took the chance and came here. And she soon works up the nerve to offer him a rose, and they share a kiss. And it's mm, It's not good, is it? It's real not good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu has got bare feet, and they are just kind of dangling weirdly off the couch in full focus while the rest of the scene <laughs> is like sort of soft. It's just... Odd. It's oddly shot. I have nothing wrong with bare feet. I'm a barefoot guy most yeah. of the time. Uh, you're, in fact, a barefoot investor. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm a bare, great book that you've written. Barefoot. <laughs> um, also a great book. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit weird. He also breaks the kiss a few times to make little comments. Yeah. And they're a bit hard to make out because he's, like, mumbling them yeah, into Sophie's face. Yeah, it's a bit Sophie's hard for face. her to make out, too. Yeah, yeah, like, it's reverberating through all the flesh in her. Like, it's just... Yeah. Uh, but I think one of them was like, oh, and you look beautiful. Sorry, I forgot to mention or whatever. It's like, fucking time and Stop a place, Stop it, bro. dude. Yeah, there's a time and a place for this. Um, um, I do want to distinguish uh, the difference between nasty, nasty, date kiss, true danglefoot, 
uh, and Nasty Nasty Date Kiss Grapefoot, which we experienced uh, Grapefoot earlier yes. with Jared at this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit different. Uh, when we were watching it, I said, uh, I think my quote was, Yucky Dad Kiss Weird Dangle Feet. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere around there. It's just, yeah, it's not fun to, like, there is a pretty obvious difference between the two, like, uh, age-wise and, I guess, physically. Uh, and, like, not that that's necessarily always a problem. It just kind of nope. feels a little bit uncomfortable. He's got weird energy. Um, he does bring a completely different energy to anyone else on the season. Yeah, exactly. As a rich, older, uh, public image kind of guy. Mm. Mm. I'm excited that if Sophie and Stu end up together, mm. that Sophie's going to have like a cool sugar, da- like a very 2017 like sugar daddy <laughs> type relationship for like 18 months. And then they'll break up and she'll get a bunch of his money. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Wow, that's I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking a little too. She can be set for life. Into it, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's probably fine anyway. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we cut to this group date. The idea behind this one is the perfect night in. Oh yeah. Um, and basically, it's a bottle episode because uh, Channel Ten <laughs> is still in hot water. <laughs> um, the men enter a house which is full of onesies, which are individually assigned to the boys. Um, Blake gets an elephant onesie with a phallic trunk sticking out of his head, <laughs> which is fun. I don't think anyone needs to say dickhead because nope. it's all they're all just delicious. It. Yep, uh, and they're going to make Mexican food and just hang out. Um, and specifically, they'll be using some very branded taco kits with this stupid fucking spicy mayo, which they <laughs> advertise in every outbreak on Channel 10 ever. It's particularly, I think it's a leading sponsor right. this season. Okay. Um, but if you haven't seen these ads, they're super funny because mm. it's, it's a bunch of people putting together um, like tacos and Mexican food and stuff. Um, but they're all full of like very bland ingredients. And then the only spicy or like, you know, vaguely exotic or flavorful ingredient is this like mayo that has a little <laughs> bit of jalapeno in it and that's just the whitest thing you've ever heard it's incredibly white the spicy ingredient is the mayo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we get a we get a money shot where the uh, they zoom in on professional chef aj who is delicately drizzling mayonnaise into his tacos um but yeah after dinner everyone starts drinking a lot um sam does an old man voice to criticize and mock stew um, just a bit more infighting. We love that. Um, Jared reacts by seething in silent rage. Um, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this is one of the key gifts from this episode, I think. Yeah. Is him sitting there in this like fluffy, brightly colored giraffe onesie and just with the meanest eyes, the meanest expression you've ever seen on your face. And in VO, you hear him say things like, I'd do anything for Sophie. Yeah. And, like, just really deeply I, intense shit. Yeah. Like, he, at one point, he's so controlling that he says to AJ, the chef, mm. I really hope that we're frying those pineapples. <laughs> exactly. He's a fucking professional chef, dude. You're in the kitchen with him. Guy knows how to fucking I'd fry I'd say he knows, I knows how to do a cuisine. Yes. Yes. That's right. Doesn't know how to spell it. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, then they play some truth or dare. And Sophie suggests that the guys write down anonymous questions on bits of paper so that they can ask whatever they want with no fear of repercussions. That is an extremely <laughs> good act of bacheloretting. It's great. Because, like, on the one hand, it, it is an open invitation for people to actually express their real feelings. Yes. But then also it's an open invitation for everyone to, like, dish some fucking dirt and make some good TV. Yeah, Pandora's box is open. It's great. I really love this. Yeah. Um, so we learn here that Mac is potentially the keenest on Sophie. Um, as he says in recap, I'm infatuated with her beauty and her presence. 
Which is not a way that people normally speak, I think, or at least shouldn't. It's kind of weird and like a little bit like, oh, but a little bit weird. It's um, just like, yeah, he's definitely putting her on a real big pedestal. Definitely that. And like, we haven't seen that from him up until now. It's been sort of buried in the edit. And I guess we'll come to find out why in a minute. Yeah. But first, we have to talk about the childhood items. And I then want to go in on Jared for a second because I reckon I've cracked it. So I have that, but it's not quite there yet. Okay, you go. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so Sophie is pleasantly surprised to hear that from Mac, at least for now. Um, but then the question that we've all been waiting for comes up, which is who sabotaged Jared's pot plant? <laughs> and we are back here again. Um, this almost instantly evolves into a yelling match between Blake and Jared, who are now seemingly like fighting tooth and nail with one another, um, which Sam, who is close to Blake, really relishes. Um, Stu gets the moral high ground saying, oh, guys, we're here to win Sophie's heart. Stop fighting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see above your petty squabbles as I am a 500 millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, next, Sophie has been sent some important childhood artifacts from uh, the families of all of the men. Mm. Um, We meet James's first ever teddy bear. Um, which actually seemed really brand new it to me. Seemed very new, yeah. Kind of Might have been washed. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist about this because it's like, how 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 much does this matter? <laughs> but uh, he like fully acts like he misses this thing and yeah. stuff, but it looks like brand new out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, maybe they washed it. Maybe there was some kind of like quarantining thing. <laughs> um, Jared has sent his blankie um, from childhood, obviously, yes, not his current one. His cur- maybe, maybe it's his current one. Well, He's doing a lot of like. I think he already brought his current one with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, a drunk Blake takes this as a chance to emasculate him a little bit more, uh, and so Jared, who is also drunk, uh, snaps back with "Just shut up, losers," um, which is not good dialogue. It's, it's bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, but it's funny that he's saying that between like trying while he's trying to share this like sweet childhood story of him and his blankie. Can we go in on this now? Yes. My hypothesis is this. He was bullied in school. Okay. We talk about his desire to prove himself, his lack of social skills. We witness his inability to control his emotions. Um, You know, especially in this episode over people making fun of him for, you know, his blanket. Yeah. It's revealed earlier in the season that he was an overweight teen. He said he left school in year 10. He wasn't studious. I remember him saying he wanted to join the military so he could, like, get off the couch. That's right. Yeah, yeah. To quote unquote, get off his ass. He's now lost all this weight. He's had 12 years of military training. You were saying before, like, he uh, is, like, quite aggressive and uh, forthright in the way that he conducts himself and now works at a vineyard in the country. I don't imagine there are going to be too many people employed at a vineyard in the country. Mm. I think he carries that bullying complex with him. Yeah. You know, like, if. It is the case, then it ma- it would make sense that it manifests in his over-assertiveness and lack of emotional awareness, his constant attempts to be impressive, um, and most importantly, I think his inability to laugh at himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's a really good that's a really good assessment. I think like obviously we we paint with a pretty uh, uh, broad brush when we talk about the people on this show, particularly on Bachelorette, because yeah. I think it's easy for us to dismiss these dudes. Um, but also, like, none of them are, like, pure evil. No. Like, you know, the, the bad aspects of people's personalities obviously come from somewhere. Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't want to overlook that. So if this is the case or something like this is the case, you know, it's it, it obviously stems from somewhere. Yeah, it feels like maybe he's carrying some of that, something inward from his past that is, like, uh, has perhaps stunted him in mm. some way. But, like, with that said, the underlining fact is, like, if you're in a position where 
where you're not able to behave well around other people or, or get into these types of environments where you'll be emotionally manipulated and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, like, I would argue not many people would be able to withstand true, that true. all that well. Yeah. But just don't go on the show. Don't go on the fucking like, TV. The show's going to be fine without you. You're going to be fine too. Yeah. He goes on to say uh, everything from the past comes back and hits you in the face. Mm. Um, and I don't know if he knows how prophetic that is. Mm, interesting. So, I think, I mean, I feel like this part is kind of cute when they're not focusing on, like, the rivalries and stuff. Yes. Like, it is a nice moment. Like, you don't get enough of it, but there's a brief little insight into, like, the childhood lives of some of these people. Yeah, Mac and, uh, not Mac, sorry, Apollo and James playing with their cute childhood Apollo bunnies. has, like, a rabbit because yeah. he pulls a rabbit out of hat because he's magic. magic. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, a teary Jared steps out for some air. And Sophie sort of half-heartedly rubs his back to give him some support um, and, you know, points out their matching Ugg boots. He's clearly, like, pretty emotionally wrecked by this. Yeah. Um, Blake continues mouthing off about Jared putting on the waterworks, uh, which is a very reality TV thing to say about somebody else's emotional moments. Classic reality TV villain. Um, And, yeah, at this point, I've lost patience with Blake again. Uh, Yeah. And for some reason, Sophie decides she's going to spend the extra time with Mac. Almost as if she knows she's going to have to send him home and this will be a fairly good opportunity to do it. Yeah, uh, almost as if she's aware that he's about to start shooting the bed. Yes, and exactly. And he just defecates all over the whole fucking thing. He like, sure change does. the sheets. This is truly bad stuff. Yeah. Mac is clearly really excited to have some time with Sophie. In recap, he admits that he has had a crush on her for, quote, the best part of 10 years. She's tall, she's blonde, and she's a major celebrity, end quote. <laughs> Mac. Mac. Come back to us, buddy. <laughs> Think. Um, Got blown up in a big spot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sophie asks why he likes her. Pretty basic question. <laughs> and like very fair, considering he's had 10 years to think about it, he should have <laughs> he should a have really an good answer. Uh, he does. He just said it to you. Yeah. So he says, you have so many qualities that I look for in a woman. Mm. You're gorgeous. Mm. You're beautiful. Yes. And I felt that even before we met. I can't believe that. And right now, you still look absolutely adorable. (laughs) It's hard for me with your presence and your beauty. I get overexcited and nervous. Oh, he's smothering her in platitudes and he Mm. can't be himself. And that is really going to be the death of him. And also, all of them are about her appearance. Yes. 100% of them. Which, like... She's heard it, man. Yeah, she's she knows. She's yeah. aware of this. She's, she's not. She's this isn't been some a model yeah, for yeah, yeah. decades. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> it's people's jobs to take photos of her because she looks so good. She that's very true, Mac. Uh, yeah, you got to do a little bit better, like because you keep mentioning her qualities, and then the only qualities that you mention are her physical attributes. Yeah. So Sophie says, "What other qualities you're looking for?" And Mac says, first and foremost, nurturing and caring," which, like, okay. Yep. Um, Sophie's going to probably provide that. Yep. Uh, and then he says, and you're beautiful. And I see so many qualities in you that I admire. So he has run out. Oh, he's run out of steam. He's like, oh, I thought of one. He's nurturing. Yeah. I want to be looked after because I'm a little fucking <laughs> baby boy with my Mac. first boner for Sophie. <laughs> oh. Uh, Mac gets some kooky music here yeah. because it's clear that he's not saying anything of any substance or value. No. But I really wish that the show kind of came down on Mac a little bit harder because I do feel like this is less goofy than it is just kind of inappropriate. Yep. Um, and it seems to me like this kind of like fame chasing, like Sophie Monk fetishism, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It should have been 
it should have been weeded out like night one. Like, it, this shouldn't be something we're still dealing with. It's a little bit win a date with Tad Hamilton, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there's certainly some other boys that I could say the same about, and there's some boys that probably should have gone home way sooner. Oh, duh. yeah. Yeah. But, like, the fact that we're just getting to this guy reflects badly on the focus of the show at, at, at large. <laughs> yeah, like, and as the casting, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. But anyway, at the rose ceremony, James gets the first rose and Sam gets the last one, meaning we say goodbye to Mac, of course, mm. um, and uh, and Luke, um, which actually came as quite a surprise. It was to a us. huge shock. Yeah, like I was not expecting Luke to go home at all. Um, Certainly he not. Him yet. in confessional, he for me was shaping up as a winner. He's got the broad shoulders. He's got the career. He's got, you know, like a great connection. That mm-hmm. date where they walked on the beach and ran towards each seemed other. Really I was nice. feeling it. Seemed great. Yeah. Yeah. In an interview, Sophie said that uh, after her relationships developed with other people, she just didn't see room for Luke. Okay. So she wanted to keep Sam for a little bit more. Yeah, and I guess. Blake yeah. for a little bit more. I mean, the producers wanted that. Well, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I guess having a little bit of mid-season drama is not a bad thing if she's just not that into him. Sure, it keeps us watching. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah, we've... I felt shocked by that edit though. Yeah, Luke gets to say, "I hope that you find what you're looking for," mm-hmm. uh, and that's about it. Sophie takes a moment outside with Mac to apologize to him uh, and to offer him a comforting hug, yeah. which like is really not the direction I felt like this should have gone. I felt like this was a great opportunity. Like when she stole him away, I was like, "Oh, great. Okay, she's gonna have a time to explain to him that he's been like really." over the top with this stuff and like in yeah. future he needs to like settle down and get to know the person rather than just focusing on their physical attributes and, and their like, celebrity yeah yeah, and like a million things she could have said but really mm-hmm. she just goes like oh I'm so sorry it didn't work out yeah I think she maybe just felt bad that she hurt him yeah and she just crushed this boy's dreams I know she's got nothing but good in- intentions here yeah but yeah I would have I would have I, I liked to see Mac kind of get an opportunity to learn something from this I hope that he has done that I feel like the edit has sufficiently given it to him yeah, I guess looking back on this episode, he will probably uh, feel similarly to it that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, buddy. You just gotta go. Yeah. And here we are at The Bachelorette Australia Season 5, Episode 8. Hell yes. That's the most recent one. I know. We're almost up to date, Xavier. Mm-hmm. That's very milk. You keep saying that. I don't get it. Oh. Oh, just because you got a milk tattoo. I got a tattoo That's of milk. That's now your new word. Yeah, it's so milk. It's pretty cute. It's thank you. Thank I like you very the much. expectation that everyone will just get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so toaster. <laughs> it's not the same. This week's single date goes to Apollo, and he's a person who's already been on one. He certainly has. And the thing about Apollo is that it's just such a shame that he was punched to death by Ivan Drago uh, at the end of Rocky Four. <laughs> Spoiler, dude. It's a very emotional moment. <laughs> But I love that his son lives on in his honor. Yes. Michael. Michael B. Jordan. He can be Jordan if he wants to. He can be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love sports jokes, Max. You yeah, know that you about get me. me. You get me. Um, Sophie says there is definitely a spark with Apollo, and she's looking to see if they can build on that connection. So Sophie invites him to a house in the country where they're going to, quote, just play with puppies. <laughs> yes! This is so good. I love this shit. Come on. Um, um, yeah, Sophie and Apollo and puppies, um, tiny little Australian shepherds who are just so cute. One of them has blue hair 
and they sing Hey Geronimo. <laughs> they get caught up in a money laundering scandal revolving around their dad and some officials in Papua New Guinea. What? <laughs> no, me? nothing. Pardon? What? <laughs> <laughs> the two of them... <laughs> The two of them frolic with these super adorable puppies yeah. for a while. And, like, words fail me. You have to look up. At least go check some gifts out or whatever. Like, y- you got to see this. Yeah. Uh, Sophie suggests that they try out some doggy yoga. Yeah. Uh, or doga. <laughs> um, and so they, they, they do some yoga as well with dogs running around them. And it's all very sweet. Their yoga teacher sprays them down with some kind of pheromone or love spray yeah yeah this is this essential oil stuff that i don't understand it's never quite on un- uh, uh it's never quite explained on no. the show either no 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 um but yeah then they get into some poses together i mean some just dog poses it's I, very cute i have no notes all i was doing my eyes were like fogged over <laughs> i just loved it you couldn't right. and you couldn't pick a better person for this date either. yeah it's like he's absolutely the poster boy for this date because mm. he is a big puppy dog himself and he's obviously so gorgeous yes yeah um yeah. Like a shirtless puppy dog date? Are you joking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote some notes. Okay, okay. So this is all you got to know about this. Uh, so it was this craft was launched on April the eleventh, nineteen seventy, from the Kennedy Space Center. Um, but the lunar landing was aborted after an oxygen tank exploded two days later. Um, despite great hardship caused by limited power, loss of cabin heat, uh, shortage of portable water. Can you believe this shit? Wow. Um, yeah, I know. Not portable either. Portable water. Yeah, I know. Um, you definitely didn't misspell that when you copied it from Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) What's potable water? Drinkable. I didn't know that. Water is making you not die. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, portable water. I always thought it was just portable. Pocket anyway, water. Now yeah. in cube form. <laughs> <laughs> now in bug form. Anyway, the crew returned safely to Earth on April 17th, 1976, days after launch, uh, despite the critical need to make makeshift repairs to the carbon dioxide removal system. That's an inspiring story yeah. that he went through. It's crazy. It's like, funny how it happened on this one date. It's funny how everyone has, has these sob stories on this show. <laughs> yeah, Polly's got a bunch of them. Yeah. Dead. Heart attack, went on a six-day space mission, passed by the dark side of the moon in 1970. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. All right. Uh, Later that night, they arrive at a batchy couch to toast pink marshmallows together. Um, At the end of it, Apollo's marshmallow is a blackened, charred mess. It looks gross. Um, Personally, I prefer prefer to toast mine a little bit more lightly. Just get a nice, even sort of char on Mm -hmm. on every side of it. Mm -hmm. Which, like, this doesn't bode particularly well for our relationship together. You could still have good chemistry in other areas. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, you're right. You could magic his marshmallow into the perfect crisp uh, consistency. As we all know, I am the one with the magic skill in that pairing. It is true. Yeah. Uh, The magic skill is your kindness. Wow, Maxwell. Mm -hmm. Says you. Uh, yeah, Apollo, uh, he talks about how he has stopped comparing himself to other people in the entertainment industry. He prefers to just perform because he loves it rather than feeding off a sense of competition. Yeah. That sounds very good. He says his parents have a lot of embarrassing stories about him dressing up and staying in character for days at a time. Yep. Um, also sounds very good. It's an extremely endearing character trait that we also learn was shared by a young Sophie as well. It's so wholesome, this date. It, there's a lot of time dedicated to it in production. Apollo just feels like a really good dude. He might 
Like, he might just be really good. Yeah. Um, I, Osher Ginsberg was tweeting along with the show as he normally does. Yeah. And he was saying, like, um, I've met a lot of guys working on this show, and Apollo is really up there with, like, some of the most genuine good dudes. Yeah. Like, like he Sam compared Wood. him to Sam Wood. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that sounds good to me. Yeah, Sam Wood's a good dude. Mm. And Sam Wood, how does he do his marshmallows? Um, Let's find out. Okay. We'll, where I we'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have him on the podcast. First question. <laughs> How toasty. <laughs> uh, the two of them click very naturally, and Sophie soon presents him with a rose, giving him a good, solid kiss while the campfire rages on. Cute. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I this like is it. a real cute day. I like this couple. There's a big age difference that we need to talk about. Yes. Apollo has the look of someone who, I don't know if he'll go to hometowns, because um, hmm. he's so young, but their connection is so good. Yeah, there is a really big age gap, and, and Sophie's been talking a lot about how he's very mature for his age, which I think mm-hmm. is true, mm-hmm. um, but the numerically, I can see it being an issue, Yeah. Um, you know, and I can see her just having a bit more of a natural connection with some of the guys who are closer to her in age. That's fine. And wealth. Well, yeah, that that may be true as well. We don't know a huge amount about... Well, one thing I learned is that uh, Apollo is actually in the new Thor movie. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's actually true. He, would you believe, plays the... He, well, he doesn't play... He's the body double for the Hulk. That's insane. <laughs> he's, like, ripped muscular abs. I think maybe he's the body double for, like, Mark Ruffalo or something. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance. But, like, yeah, he's... Uh, Still. He's, like, walking red carpets... Uh, He's, you know, he's a he's a big shot. So, don't get any illusions about him being like just a poor traveling small magician. town. Uh, yeah, hillbilly like bumpkin. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of gold pieces. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think it's very sweet. I think it's very wholesome. I think he's a pretty good boy. Let's talk about a girl that all the bad guys want. <laughs> okay, that's Sophie Monk. <laughs> and the bad guys. Yeah. Blake and Sam. Oh, I see. I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say every contestant on this season. <laughs> Look, that's the other thing that I want to just touch on very quickly. What a shit show of dudes she's had to troll through. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this a little bit, but, it, but watching four episodes in a row, it really hits you like a ton of breaks. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of these guys have just been put on as bad people, mm-hmm. like, so that you'll dislike them. And so, you know, There's something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which the show thrives off, obviously. But for somebody like Sophie Monk, who, like, Really has no need to dabble with this, no, you know, little game. Her choices are incredibly limited by the people who are being cast onto this show. Exactly. Like, realistically, this is a cast of probably 20 dudes in total. Mm-hmm. There are maybe have been five serious choices if you count Luke. Yeah, there have been a lot of ones who have been like a joke even or yeah. like just barely worth mentioning. Yeah, They've or been... like there's just nothing interesting about... Like Brett's probably a good dude, but like there's just nothing given to him. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some filler for sure. Mm. Um so there's a group date. Uh and the clue reads, uh, relationships can be full of ups and downs. You just need to hold fast and I don't know, ride it or something. I forget. I was not really it was long. <laughs> it's a boat date. It doesn't it's matter. It's a fucking boat date. The date is for everyone but Apollo. Um, and we see them gather by Sydney Harbour where Sophie plans to quote test their team building skills. Or, as Osha translates, they will be competing in, quote, the first ever Bachelorette regatta. Re- regatta? Regatta? I think it's a regatta. Oh, I think it's reggae. Ratata? Yeah, yeah, It's weird because, like, the contestant with clearly the best rig isn't even in the regatta. Mm, very, very good point. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so they're split into two teams of three, but only one man will get the extra time with Sophie at the end. 
Uh, and we watch them have a boat race. I don't know. Um, Jared, Sam, and Blake shout commands at one another, racing very aggressively. It's so childish. Yeah. Uh, while Stu, James, and AJ have a slightly more relaxed attitude on their team. Um, the aggressiveness of the former team pays off, but then there's a second race, which results in a tie. It doesn't matter. Everything's Nothing made up matters. and the points don't matter. Yes. <laughs> um, Sophie arbitrarily picks Blake for the extra time which they share at the bow of the boat. Hey. And I know, because we Googled it. Yes, we did. Uh, Sophie says she had a suspicion that Blake liked hanging out with the guys more than with her, which Blake rebuts by saying that he was just playing it cool at the start. Do you think that like she's trying to mack him here? Not mack in the sense of make out, but <laughs> um, mack in the sense of... I need to get rid of you, but I need to spend time with you to justify to the camera that I need to get rid of you. Yeah, I think that's often what's done with, like, you, you don't necessarily give a, a single date to somebody who you're planning to get rid of, but often uh, if they happen to win the group date or if you get the chance to pick them to win the group date and you get that little bit of time with them, mm -hmm. that's often just the right amount it's of time just to enough. get this thing done. Yeah. Um, in voiceover, we get this incredible quote from Blake, which is just bizarre. He says, every guy needs to be sensitive, regardless of whether you're a bad boy or not, <laughs> which is good enough. And then he says, because at the end of the day, that's what girls want. That's not why you need to be sensitive. That's not... You need to be oh. sensitive because that's how you engage as a human being in the world, <laughs> in a society. Yes. Not because that's what girls want so that you'll get laid or whatever. No, 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 no. I think it's just so that you can get some poontang. Yeah, I think typically people do good things because they want to be good people, <laughs> not because they want to be rewarded. I think that's generally a fairly fair, like decent barometer of like a person's moral value. Ooh, we'll see. Cross <clears throat> this guy as a villain for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Blake says that he has been cheated on in the past, so that's why he's afraid to let his emotions out, because something like that might happen again, mm. I suppose. Um, it's not up to me to cast judgment about that, um, but it seems to really impress Sophie. Yeah. She really likes hearing that. She says it's really attractive to see him being more open when she had previously assumed that he was just a cocky jerk. Seems to me like this. if somebody was truly a cocky jerk, and I'm not saying necessarily Blake is, mm. but if somebody was truly a cocky jerk, it would not be that far outside of them to come up with an excuse like this for their shitty behavior. Um, like, it's rare that a, a man who does bad things um, doesn't have a reason to explain to themselves why they're, they're doing them. True. You know? Yeah. Um, and I would expect that uh, if what you are hypothesizing is to be the case, then in the next episode or the next episode, we will see him return to his wicked ways before he is swiftly mm. sent packing. Which we really saw a decent chunk of in the like next week on. So, Oh, really? I didn't pay attention. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll talk about it a bit later. Okay. Yeah, it seems like Blake's not going to stick around too much longer. Mm -hmm. Which is good, because we said we weren't even going to really talk about him. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny you should mention that, actually, because he does kind of shoot the bed at the end of this anyway. Like, he doesn't even quite make it out of this unscathed. Um, he says that he really wants to kiss her, but then oh so sensitively decides not to. Uh, and then in the recap, he pats himself on the back for the decision, capping it off with, the boys in the house had better be scared. So we all know what his motives are. <sighs> Let's not even get into it. No. Good. It's finally time for Sam's second Double Delight Rose date, DDR. Um, we're not moving from no. like a very pleasant subject to a other very pleasant subject, but at least we're getting this Sam thing out of the way, right? Yeah, this is a disaster of a date. Yes. Uh, Sophie frames this as a second chance. 
um, considering how, how badly many second chances do you need? Dude? Well, yeah, like yeah. she's talking about how badly he fucked things up on that group date. Um, I would screaming at my TV, being like, "Hey, what about every other thing he's ever said?" Yes. Um, she arrives in a disgusting stretch Hummer, um, which naturally Sam is very impressed by, mm-hmm. even disagreeing when Sophie says that it's a little bit tacky. I almost feel like this was bait. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is like, I'm going to paint you with this brush and you're going to love it. You yeah. Know? Um, She's like, you're this. And he's like, I am this. Sure. Yeah, yeah. you got it. Um, she asks how Sam got into voice acting, which is what his Chiron says he does for work. And he says, I really like using my voice, so that really helps in the field of voice acting. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not, not really an answer. This is the first annual Montgomery Awards for... like Outstanding <laughs> achievement <laughs> in the yeah, field yeah, of yeah. excellence. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Sophie is clearly suspicious of his motivations, saying that he might be looking to build his career. Uh, but he also seems to be interested in building her career. It's weird. In a way that is... Just fucking disgusting. It's this is a professional recording artist with seventeen years of experience, and he is offering her production tips from his pedestal, uh, sitting yeah. at the back of a stretch hummer limo on a Channel Ten reality TV series in a contest. Again, well, yeah. If you if you yeah. missed it, uh, he super condescendingly offers to teach her about recording music, Ugh. and uh, and offers to help out with some songwriting, and uh, yeah, this is somebody with. Decades of experience and uh, oodles of success. Yes. Who needs no help from this fucking stooge with a fucking, <laughs> like, I mean, we have the same setup, I'm sure he has. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't deign to offer <laughs> Sophie Monk any podcast recording tips, even though we make the best podcast in history. It's true. It's the best podcast in the world. What can you say about it? But, yeah, some asshole with an M-box, <laughs> like, wants to yeah. uh, improve her life uh, yeah. by sprinkling his magic fucking dust on it that's right yeah it's fucking terrible um they arrive at a park and play some big board games um whilst playing big connect four sophie asks what caused his previous relationships to fall apart as if like looking for something she can use yeah yeah (laughs) um and he says losing the spirit of adventure and spontaneity which i guess is like man speak for like when i get tired of her yeah or whatever it's interesting this whole concept of playing big games a big um, version of games yeah, yeah big version of games like she says on the show like um, I t- I t- I'm gonna trick him I'm gonna get him to open up while he's playing these games mm. it's an old psychiatrist psychologist trick right you get someone to concentrate that they use for teaching or mm. getting children to open up sure like, and it's done that they parody Michael Scott with it in the office if you mm-hmm. remember that episode where uh, Toby gets him to draw for a little while That's and then right. starts asking about his relationship with his stepfather, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the same thing. It's the same trick that's being used here. And mm. Sam is hook, line, and sinker opening up. Yeah. Yeah. I also, it's funny that they use the big versions of things because I guess maybe it makes <laughs> it feel like he's a teeny tiny little man. <laughs> Whilst playing this beanbag throwing game, uh, she asks, if The Bachelorette was someone else, would he have still applied? Which is a fairly interesting question, I think. Yeah. You could probably guess quite a lot from his answer. Um, he says he wouldn't because he needs to have a really strong physical connection with someone. And he knew that with Sophie that half the battle was already won because he's so attracted. He's really appealing. Physically. To yeah, her. yeah. Like, And I think that he assumes the uh, opposite is true. That she's sure. really attracted to him. Yeah, which... Yeah. 
That's uh, half the battle. She hasn't really said a lot about how hot she thinks Sam is. Absolutely nothing. She hasn't mentioned the nope. hair nope. situation. She hasn't, hasn't said a word about the hair situation. It's so almost weird. like she's just kind of being polite. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. The next group date is a barber date. <laughs> <laughs> Makeover date. Um, that's a real Beauty and the Geek move. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah, um, um, Or even like next top model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he says if it was somebody else with whom he doesn't share or he didn't share that physical connection, he would just leave, um, which is pretty short-sighted, I yep. think. Um, I don't know. <sighs> it's just bad. Let's not... Let's just not give any time to it. Let's yeah. keep going. Uh, he clearly thinks he's done a good answer, though. Like, he seems happy oh, with yeah. himself because he feels he's like chuffed. he's complimenting her on being so hot or yeah. whatever, which apparently <laughs> a lot of dudes think is like the highest compliment you could pay somebody. Sure. Um, anyway, they sit at a batchy rug on the grass and they share some wine. Sam says he has some sort of magic dusty stuff that he wants to share with her. And he pulls out this little bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, no, he says anyone that I'm with, they're very lucky. Uh, I'm oh. a good teammate. <laughs> oh. It's just the whole thing. The whole thing comes off so fucking badly. Like, oh. especially on the back of his horrible condescending mansplaining earlier, but then also on the back of every other thing he's ever said and done. Yeah, just like, if you would like to tie a bow on how much you have ruined your career in the industry that you want to try and get mm. into, that sentence is the perfect way to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, at least that's the end of it. We move on to the cocktail party. Yep. Uh, Sophie says she knows Jared worked really hard on the yacht date, so mm. she wanted to grab him first. Um, but it's mainly just an excuse f- for us to check back in on the piss plant. <laughs> what was it? Piss, piss plant mysteries? Pisteries? Uh, pisteries. Piss plant pisteries? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, um, there's an episode s- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is it, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jared is excited to reveal that, quote, the circle of love is finally growing. <laughs> human being it's not a, a saying that human people say yeah what, uh, what I think that's how you introduce new members into your sex cult <laughs> friends family <laughs> the circle of love grows today um, meanwhile the other boys discuss how the piss plant might suddenly have started growing uh, and James theorizes that perhaps it's been quote fertilized <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just more layers to this yeah, thing everywhere it's every so way. good and it gets deeper and deeper Jared says that after he tells Sophie she was wrapped that it was growing but it's still a little hard to see in the dark and that's what she said <laughs> a little hard to see in the dark <laughs> need to get some of that paint Glowing the dark dick paint. I think does that exist? Called? Yeah, maybe you should check in with Miss Scarlet in the billiards room. She probably has some. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> we then see a very, very long cutaway with Blake and Sam. Um, and I was reading on Twitter that this was drawing a lot of comparisons to Survivor because these two boys they start sort of talking to each other about how like they're going to be there together until the end. Yes. They're making some kind of alliance for some reason. Yeah. Um it doesn't make any sense. They, uh, they don't have any voting power or whatever. Like in in a format like Survivor where like they can band together and having them both on the same side makes a difference. Yes. In this it doesn't matter at all. They're just like being bros, I guess, quote yeah. unquote. Uh and we have to sit and watch this sort of weird male <laughs> You rarely ever see it between two male Bachelorette contestants about they both sit down and discuss in detail how they have bonded with the Bachelorette. 
Yeah. Which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's also the height of dramatic irony because it is a, like, it's so apparent at this point that Sam's definitely going home. Blake, mm, maybe, mm, maybe not. Might have another week. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, they, they fist bump one another. They refer to themselves as the best ones. Uh, and they pledge to back each other to the very end. It's really nice. Like, And what is particularly lovely about it is that Blake's really lucky. You know, to be in a relationship with Sam like this. You think so? Yeah. Like, anyone who could be in a relationship with Sam is is just lucky, you know? So I'm not sure like, I agree. Uh, Sam is sprinkling his magic dust here. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're saying he's got it like a drug hookup. Is that what you're referring to? No, 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 no. I would never. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, neither am I. I'm not suggesting that on the record or otherwise. Nope. Um, Rose ceremony. Two men are going to be sent home. Apollo has got a rose already, and then we go Jared, Stu, and James, and then, surprise, Sophie decides to tell the four men who have already been given roses, that's the ones I just mentioned, yes. to leave the room so that she can be alone with Sam, Blake, and AJ to reveal her final decision to them in private. Here we fucking go! Yeah, I know, right? We're entering the fucking Coliseum. <laughs> um, firstly, she says, Sorry, AJ, this rose isn't for you. What the fuck is that? Which I have never seen before. No one has ever done that. Just for more suspense. Yeah. Just so that we can see this dream team that we've fallen in love with their partnership over the yeah. course of the last 45 seconds. <laughs> uh, so that we can see them having be, to be split in twain. Uh, <laughs> we send AJ packing. Very strange. Very AJ odd. doesn't get a word in. AJ's like, cool, see ya. Bye. Sorry. Yep. Uh, he's gone forever. Um, and then now it's down to Sam and Blake. And uh, yeah, the, the, the drama is very good. I don't yeah. know, whatever. Blake is given the final rose and Sam is sent home. And Sophie says it just wasn't meant to be. There's a short little limo interview with Sam where he says, Sophie is missing out on something. I do believe I'm a better fit than some of the boys, but I had a good run. Did you? You did had a you? good run around the pool in the nude on the first night. I feel like what you did is embarrass yourself constantly at every turn. Yeah. Left a really bad taste in the mouth of everyone who watched you mm. uh, and permanently probably stained your public image. I should hope, anyway. Yeah. I hope there aren't too many people siding with him, because I think he is bad news. I agree. He seems to be quite toxic. Uh, and in fact, do you know who agrees with us? Who's that? Sophie Monk. Oh, really? In a radio interview this week, she said that Sam made her feel uncomfortable. She called him full of shit. Wow. Sam, uh, in the radio interview, said that he actually kissed Sophie on their group date. Interesting. And Sophie called the radio station straight away. And she said, he grabbed my head and kissed me. It made me feel really uncomfortable. Oh, and if boy. they cut it out, that's why. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stuff with Sam. Sam is even more serious than we assumed it to be. Yep. Um, good rents. Uh, don't come back. And we'll never talk to you uh, about you ever again. Goodbye. And you're not welcome on the show, even though most <laughs> people, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just about anyone is welcome on the show. No, that's not, not what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not yeah, selling yeah. out our previous <laughs> guests. I'm just saying, if you've been on the show... Look, okay, look, I think you're all great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam fucking died. Better know. <laughs> Who's editing this week? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of four fucking entire episodes of The Bachelorette. We smashed that. I think we did. That I was pretty good. we've done a really good job here. Um... We see a little flash of next time on The Bachelorette. Mm. Um, Blake has a single date where he milks a goat. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he seems to be being a dick in it. It's a little bit hard to tell from that little 30-second thing. 
But then also, the next thing that happens is we go to hometowns. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe homies are next week. There's no boys left. No. Nope. We're down to five We're right now. We're down to now. five. We're like, we went from 14 to five in two weeks. Mm-hmm. How brutal is that? That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, who's going to hometowns? Stu, Apollo, Jimmy, Jared. Uh, who's the other one? Blake. Yeah, Blake. Blake's probably not making it. Right. Jared's That's... going to hometowns. Yeah. We're going to meet the winery family. Oh, boy. We're going to go to the vineyard and How? we're going to stand on some more grapes. Do you reckon he's part grape? I think, it, like, I mean, the red complexion in his face certainly oh, seems sure. to suggest. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to meet the sentient <laughs> grape that is able to reproduce with humans. <laughs> Do you remember the Ribena ads with the like <laughs> dancing little black currants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's what we're in for. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can't wait. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Other big news that I think we should forward promo. Okay. Um, right at the end of the show. Sure. <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise Australia is happening. Hell yeah. Oh my God. We didn't get time to talk about it properly. Um, it, there's been so much Bachelor news we didn't get to dive into. Um, this is huge. We will be covering it, I think. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a special podcast to start with where we will cast our, what do you think, like our dream cast? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about people, because the idea of the show, if you're not familiar, is people who were not successful or people who are currently single, I guess, who have previously appeared on Bachelor and Bachelorette, um, get together on an island and they have to fuck to survive. Pretty much. I mean, not exactly, but basically. Pretty close. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to we're gonna do some hypothesizing about who we think might pop back up, who might have interesting narratives we'd like to check back in with. Who gets a second chance at love. Yes. Uh, there will money. be... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, there will be... Actually, there's no official prize money um, in, in BIP US anyway. Well, there's like corporate spawn con though. Sure, yeah. All yeah. that good stuff that comes with you get being to increase on the celebrity. show. Yes. Sam gets a second crack at rehabilitating his image. Mm. I hope not. Mm. Yeah. Which Sam? Uh, You know which Sam. Oh, Sam Wood. He's good. No, 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 no. The, the one that oh, just left. Oh, this Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So that is coming up. We have other exciting stuff coming up. We're going to have a regular episode this week at our usual-ish time. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're going to have the finale episode the week after that. Which is going to be dope. Which is going to be very big and cool. Yeah, we got a nice special guest on the way. We do. If you've never mm. read the book, no way, okay, fine. I would suggest that you get around that because it is a big clue about who is going to come mm. on the podcast. And the young Sheldon thing, don't worry about it. We'll get to it at some point. Oh, that'll happen soon too. We did both watch it, didn't uh, we? Yes. Yes. Good, <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. All right. Thank you so much. I know this has been a long episode. And I know it was very late. So thank you for listening. If you did, uh, well, you, of, of course you did. You're listening to me right now. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, are you uh, seriously though? Are you doing well? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. You no, good? not you. The listener. Oh, why? Uh, sorry. Hey, I'm the listener, and I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm you glad know to what hear I'd it. love to do right now as a listener? Hmm? Jump right into the iTunes because I recognize that you guys actually did come here to make friends. <sighs> yeah. And what I'm gonna do is give you those five stars and leave a little review in iTunes because I know that'll make you uh, feel good and get the podcast out to more people. Okay, but what if iTunes uh, is not my preferred podcast platform, or for some reason it doesn't seem to work, and I still can't get the episode working on fucking iOS? Can't explain it. Sometimes you've just got to go over to Stitcher. And uh, that'll sort things out for you. Or your, work other on po- Stitcher. Yeah, your podcast app of choice. And I'm sorry. Okay, we love you. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. Um, Max, it's great to have you back. Thank you so much. I can't much. wait it's for so the nice next to be here in the country. Weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the next couple of weeks of incredible Bachelor podcast content. Me too. Uh, and uh, come see a show. Uh, we're playing shows in bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am playing uh, on Wednesday night at the Evelyn Hotel with. Rin McArdle and Beck Stevens and then on Sunday at Octoberwest the Inner West Beer Fest in Sydney 
Um, on top of that, did I have anything else to say? No, I hope you guys just have a really milk time. Mm-hmm. Your new thing. Uh, Max has got a milk tattoo. I got a milk tattoo. <laughs> Neutral milk tattoo. Uh. Uh, I've got a gig tonight. I have to go get ready for. Go, son. Go. <laughs> and uh, other gigs coming up soon. Go find me online. Xaviern, Boh Pod, all that good stuff. All the good stuff. Social media. It's fun. We love you. Love you. See you later. Bye. Bye.